This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low, or Instagram at Nearside Low underscore podcast. And here we are, the Nearside Low Podcast, with your hosts, Charlie and Ray. And Ray, we are back for week three, folks, Um, and we have got some exciting action to talk about this week. So first and foremost, as we always like to do with our podcast, we do a question of the week recap. Now, Ray and I don't want to share how many people actually voted, but we did get some results. Ray, (laughs) you talk to us. Talk to us about those results. And actually, I'm not going to lie. Looking at the, the results, I'm a little surprised at, uh, at what won out. But hey, hit it. <laughs> well, yeah. So last week, uh, we asked uh, if teams from Missouri were able to play other teams right now from different states. Which state uh, that normally does not have water polo in the spring but does this year would you most like to play? So um, the, the, the states we picked were Michigan, California, Hawaii, and Georgia all of which usually do not play in the spring, but are because of COVID. Uh, last week, I said uh, Michigan would be my pick just because um, it would be economically feasible and it would be close enough. And Michigan was the uh, winning winning vote. So I guess I persuaded some people uh, with 46%. We also had some people voting for California at 24%. And then uh, Hawaii and Georgia both tied at 15%. So uh, thanks to everybody that voted. I mean, I I'd love to play in any of those places and uh, get our teams to play against some of those teams. But uh, I was um, I was keen on Hawaii, Ray. I don't know why it got uh, it got tied for last. But hey, people want I mean, Michigan's nice in the summer. I don't know. Uh, but uh, anyhow, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, actually, I, I am sure of our new question of the week, Ray. Um, and I want everyone at home to know that this these question of the weeks have been created by Ray. Um, I've had nothing to do with it, so. He's putting in the grunt work for this stuff, folks. So we need to get some major votes in on this one. And I think this one could be kind of exciting. Maybe we'll tweet at Il Polo and see if we can get some results. Ray, what's our next question of the week? Yeah, so uh, this week is uh, spring break week for a lot, of, a lot of schools in Missouri. Others were last week, I think maybe a couple the following week. And so this is about the time that teams would normally go up to Chicago and play in some of the tournaments. And those are always awesome tournaments. Uh, and usually every year there'd be some pretty – tough games up there and uh we've built some pretty nice rivalries between teams in in missouri and illinois so uh our question this week is going to be what is uh your favorite uh chicago nemesis uh team so we'll draw we'll draw out a couple options um and if the one that we obviously there's a ton of teams in chicago and we have a ton of uh, great rivalries up there so if, if the one we have on there doesn't uh doesn't show up feel free to tweet at us but I know there's been some great games the last couple of years, also at the Smet Invite with Fenwick, with Stevenson, and Alliance is always up there. So I uh, would love to hear, particularly those of you from Missouri, which uh, which teams you like seeing the uh, St. Louis teams play. Yeah, and it's two years in a row, right? No Fenwick tournament for the Longhorns. It's so, if you could see me right now, everybody, I'm tearing up a little <laughs> bit. So uh, we were excited about going last year. Obviously, it didn't happen. And this year, I don't know. I mean, Chicago's obviously started polo. I don't know. I've not followed. Are they even allowed to have tournaments this year? Are they? Um, I, I don't think they're having tournaments. Uh, they started last week. Uh, so this is now week two of their season. 
Um, but uh, Illinois still has a little bit more restrictive regulations than Missouri. So um, I think they're just going to be doing single games as last that I last that I heard. Okay. All right. So, well, hopefully things go back to a little bit more normalcy next year and we can, we can head to Chi town for some games and they can come down for some games here. So we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, go on Twitter and vote folks, vote, vote, vote. Uh, let's go for, I don't know, Ray, what are we thinking? 30 plus votes. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Maybe cool. Ilpolo can help us. <laughs> yes. Il Polo. Uh, recap of games. The only game I've got is because we played in it. Um, was on Thursday. It was the day before our spring break started, and we hosted Lindbergh. Um, we determined through discussions with Coach Butler and Keith Fabick, who was one of the referees, that I think the last time Lindbergh was at the Parkway West Natatorium was maybe in 2011, um, which is insane to think that it was that long ago, but you know they've had such a nice all-deep facility. We always play there. So uh, we were kind of chuckling and reminiscing about that, which was exciting. Um, and uh, JV game, or JV won, our varsity ended up winning. Um, both games were streamed live, um, and I think they're still available on YouTube. I thought the, uh, the, the high school student that did the filming, I thought it was pretty good. Um, if you watch it, it seems like the parents were pretty happy with it. You could see numbers and kind of what was going on, which was pretty exciting to hear. You know, and I guess my biggest eye-opener, and I mentioned this before the podcast, and I kind of talked to Coach Butler about this at, at, uh, at a previous time, is that the majority of the people in the water I had like zero varsity experience. Um, I've got one player that plays for me that has been playing varsity since his freshman year, and he has significant experience. Then I have two other players that played a little bit, but most of our juniors that are going to be senior or that are seniors this year, they had, I think, Ray, three weeks of practice last year, and then we all went on COVID hiatus, and that was it. So they they've never played. So um, we ended up winning, and of course, I'm I'm always hard on the guys. I want the perfect game, but uh, you know, in further reflection, I'm kind of like, wow, it's like. Most of these kids are, I mean, they, they played JV games and that was it. Um, and I, I had a couple of kids that started that they had never played a high school game in their life because freshman year was canceled for them. So I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, we're in that boat and I got to envision 99% of the other teams in the area are in the exact same boat. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that makes uh, this year exciting. I, I did get to watch a little of that game. I didn't get to see the, the full thing, but as we talked about having the feeds are awesome. I mean, it was it was fun to watch because I mean, you could tell that there was some, there was some decent polo uh, for early in the season being played. Decent, saw, right? That's about all. Yeah, give it. Decent. Yeah, well, I, it'll it'll get better. But uh, I mean, I saw there was one really nice play I saw where um, I think Parkway Wested the ball on a corner throw. They made a turn and then uh, took the ball and then shot. So putting putting the new rule into play. Uh, right away, making a nice move off that. that. I scripted that, right? Yeah, I scripted I mean, that. <laughs> not, not really, <laughs> yeah. but it worked out great, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, saw. I mean, saw them trying to get various teams trying to get the ball into two meter. I, I saw um, a lot of people were putting the ball into play. So I mean, it was it was it was a good game to watch. I mean, I Parkway West won that game, but I think uh, I, I always take uh, any games where Lindbergh plays in a shallow deep pool and put an asterisk next to them because. Uh, Lindbergh is always a better team in, in a oh, deep so. pool where the big games are played. So, so yeah, I, I, we'll we'll be excited to see both those teams go on. But that was a that was a good uh, game to watch. All right, that's all I got as far as games. What other games you got listed here, Coach? Yeah, so a couple other games uh, last week I wanted to note. So last week we had uh, Coach Pegler on from Kirkwood uh, talking about his upcoming game against Oakville. They they uh, Kirkwood played Oakville and won twenty to four. Another it sounds like strong showing from Kirkwood. Uh, we'll have uh, Coach Walters from Oakville on here in a little bit, and he can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, Kirkwood continues to look strong. 
Uh, was cool to see uh, the first girls uh, girls game in there. Oakville played Lafayette and uh, won 19-7. So, again, we're seeing more girls games. But uh, I thought that was uh, another game worth noting. Uh, moving on to some water polo in the news. I've noticed on the Mo Water Polo Twitter feed, there have been some tweets about various schools that are obviously filming their games and, and streaming them live. I'm guessing, right, and I haven't been on the Mo Water Polo website. My guess is most of those are getting posted on there also. Yeah, yeah. So there's been, uh, yeah, at the bottom of the Mo Water Polo webpage where they have the Twitter account, they've got uh, each each week, it seems like we've got more teams up there, but um, there's a good number of feeds up there now, which is exciting. All right, and Ray has got some phenomenal news that he shared with me before the podcast. The great Dave Jimenez is doing what, Ray? Yeah, so we've got a top 10 uh, this year. We haven't had one uh, yet for this season, but uh, Dave has graciously stepped up, and we'll be trying to compile a top 10 for this year. It, I, I'm, I'm personally curious to see where this this ends up because I think uh, <laughs> it, 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 there are a number of teams that could end up anywhere from, from four to – 13 so uh so i'm, I'm very curious uh, but dave will start doing that for us and hopefully we'll have a uh, uh top 10 to talk about in the next couple of weeks okay uh and obviously as games start picking up stl today will be our um our hub for stats um although i will say this year i kind of feel like stats kind of need to be taken with a grain of salt with especially with the variety of uh number of, t- of games teams are playing and and just ability levels across the board and stuff. So it'll be, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting year to see who's kind of at the leaderboard with some of those. And then uh, one thing we're going to touch on later with uh, Brett Walters was uh, his tweet, uh, the cha-cha slide at Oakville got a lot of, a lot of press from USA water polo, got hits from Sammy Hill, who's on the U S Olympic team uh, as well as multiple other Olympians. Um, so great to see, uh, our friend Greg Meskel at USA Water Polo, as well as Brett Walters doing uh, some great stuff about uh, getting water polo uh, news out. Fast break forum, Ray. Nothing. At least I, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't looked since last week. So, uh, Arch Card, if you're out there, post something. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, oddball topic of discussion. Ray, I emailed you about this, and then I got your response. And I think the first line of your email was, Thanks for ruining my evening. I was like, like, oh, my God. And I was terrified to read the rest of your email. But then I realized it's because you got hooked. Um, (laughs) And so um, I had actually heard from my assistant coach, Brian Welch. He had, I don't know, he had seen something on YouTube about a water polo documentary called Cap Up, which involved um, the Harvard-Westlake High School water polo team um, and their kind of their their run to the I don't know the Southern California High School Championship in 2019, um, pretty exciting because the first four or five minutes took place at the 2019 Junior Olympic 18 and under Championship that I was at poolside um, and actually I if you watch the video I can I find some of our players in the in the stands because they were all wearing those bucket hats I think anyhow but uh, I thought it was great well done. Um, yeah, there's certain things about it I didn't like, um, but overall, I thought it had a good theme. I thought it was well done. Um, and uh, yeah, so Ray, I told you to watch it. You did. You got hooked. What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a cool as an hour long uh, video. I thought I was just going to um, get on there and well, I peruse a couple yes, a couple minutes totally. and then turn it off. But I mean, it was interest interesting story. I mean, Brian, Brian Flax out of Harvard-Westlake is a, is a great coach. And I mean... Although I mean, there's there's some parts that uh, 
are what they are. I mean, I, he, he has a lot of valuable advice in there. And I mean, it was cool to cool just to see their, see their story. And just, I mean, it's a well done documentary on, on water polo. So I, I thought it was fun. It's on YouTube. If you want to check it out, it's called cap up, but uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was an interesting. My, just interesting. Well, Ray, my biggest eye opener was the amount of time. And at first I was like, is this a club team or a high school? I mean, the weight room, they're, they're just the, the, the hours that they're spending on this, this time commitment wise is just, it blows my mind. Um, and I'm like, you know, well, first of all, I don't think we even have the pool time, um, at West to do that. But, um, that, that was the thing that impressed me the most about it. Just how much time they spent on, on water polo in general. Um, so that, that was pretty cool, but yeah, I don't know. It's like 55 minutes. So, um, it's definitely worth sitting down and checking out. And, uh, you know, if, if someone had told me, Oh, they made a documentary of a high school water polo team, I'd probably, yeah, but I thought it was, I thought the camera work was great. And I thought the audio was good and all in all it was, it was solid. So I was, I was happy. Um, yeah. Well, so I mean, one thing, out. one thing that was, I, I also thought was, I mean, cool. was when they were talking about their high school schedule, I mean, the, the number of competitive teams out there, they get to play each other every week. I mean, it, it, it makes for an exciting season. And I mean, some, some years around here, we feel like there's a number of exciting games, but just how much water polo can be elevated when you've got multiple competitive teams that your team's having to, having to play and, and really work hard um, in games each week. So I think something for us and a number of other areas in the country to aspire to. Right. Okay. Uh, upcoming tournaments games that we are looking forward to this week. We are actually on spring break as are all other Parkway schools. Um, you know, we talked to, uh, the Oakville coach, Walt, Brett Walters here a little bit. They're on spring break. A lot of teams are on spring break. So, um, I know it's kind of hit or miss. We're having practice, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, for the kids that are in town. So we'll see how many we get. Um, and then we're back at it on Monday. That's the one thing I've never liked about spring sports. Um, moving water polo to spring is like, you know, uh, it's like you got to take, I mean, you take a week off more or less, you know, um, and you got kids that are on vacation. So, you, you know, you, you can't do anything about it. And I think that was one of the big things um, uh, a lot of teams used as, you know, that's why people are traveling to Chicago is because they want to be able to kind of keep their kids in shape and stuff. And I mean, I remember there was a year we played, I, I want to say we played slew like the Monday we got back from spring break. I mean, ugh, you know, it was like, it was insane. So that's kind of what we're up to. I'm sure other schools are practicing so on and so forth. So we'll see. Um, but there are some games this week. Yes. Uh, not many. This weekend, uh, there's a JV kind of round Robin with the Smet CBC and Parkway central, which, uh, I think it'll be interesting, but otherwise there's really not, not a whole lot going on this week. Next week, we start getting into some, some of the more competitive games of the season. Um, there were a couple next week that I caught my eye. Um, Lafayette plays Marquette, which uh, is a rivalry game. There are also two good girls teams that will get to play in a girls only game there. Uh, SLU plays Parkway Central. Uh, that'll be SLU's first game and Parkway Central is a Really competitive squad. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see them because they've got a couple of returning players. And Coach Shonoff always does a nice job with them. Kirkwood will play Parkway South, which I think will be an interesting matchup. And Lindenburg plays Ladue. So um, next week, we really start getting into some games, which could be very interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, team of the week. Ray, who do you got? Um, we left it open for this week uh, just because there were not a ton of games. So... I'm down uh, with that, man. I think we that's will, a great we idea. Will, we will, we will uh, put that off till uh, an next podcast or two until we have a few more games to make a judgment. Sounds good, man. Cool. Love it. All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? 
I do not. Okay. Well, folks, we uh, we are interviewing uh, head coach Brett Walters from Oakville. He's actually an Oakville graduate um, and is currently the head coach there. And so we talk Mizzou polo. We talk Oakville polo. We talk girls polo. We talk the future of South County polo. Um, so we got a lot of, lot of discussions with him. So um, fast forward 10, 15 seconds, you'll be able to catch him. So uh, we appreciate you coming along with us, and we hope to record, uh, I guess, uh, next week. We got uh, – a special guest also. We'll tell you about that a little bit later. But this is Charlie. This is Rafe. And we are signing off. And here we are, the Near Side Low podcast with our special guest hailing from South County, That's Oakville right. Tigers. Yes, head coach Brett Walters. Coach, welcome. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. Uh, love the podcast. Super excited to be here. We are excited to have you also. So, uh, Coach, as we always like to do at the beginning of kind of our interviews, we like to learn a little bit of background information about um, who we're interviewing. So if you could give us maybe a minute, two minutes or so about uh, your water polo background, where you came up, are you a St. Louis native, and and what you've been up to uh, since then. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Born and raised St. Louis, you know, went to Oakville, uh, didn't make the soccer team freshman year. And then uh, a guy by the name of Chris Duckworth, who I know you guys remember, and uh, I'm still really good friends to this day, said, uh, why don't you come out, play water polo, and just hooked me from there. And he was a senior when I was a freshman, and we got to see those guys win third place in state, which was a huge deal for Oakville, and it was so cool. And so I rounded up some of my buddies, and you know, we all got hooked and just fell in love with the sport. Played year round, did the you know paid our dues, and and then a couple years later we, you know got got into that final four for Oakville, which was awesome. And then um, let's see, after that uh, went on to Mizzou, played, and you know I know we we'll, we can talk more about that in a bit. And then uh, after, and then just since then I've I've been a teacher at Fox School District, uh, special ed, been doing that for seven years. Absolutely love my job. Um, and then three years ago was presented with the opportunity from uh, Dan Schoenfeld to uh, to take over the team. And I jumped all over it because I just absolutely love this sport. And so uh, it's been it's been a fun ride these last three years. And, you know, I uh, plan on doing it for quite a while longer. Good, good. Well, and so that was I was going to say, I always feel like in the water polo arena, you know, schools sometimes struggle to get like long term coaches. And so with you being at Fox, which I'm assuming is relatively close to Oakville. Yeah. Or at least yeah. where you practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it definitely sounds like it's probably a, a long term fit for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're I mean, Oakville has been great, you know, because I work for another district and, you know, they're 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 awesome to work with. And they they're very flexible with me. And, uh, okay. you know, I have I have an amazing JV coach. You, you guys probably remember him too, Dino Galich. Uh, he was my goalie, my, you know, okay. he was, you know, first team all state deep and shallow. He's an absolute beast in the goal. And I know nothing about goaltending. So, uh, you know, he does a great job, you know, getting the kids like doing the dry land before I can get there and things like that. And okay. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. Yep. Wanted to talk a little bit about Mizzou. One thing that I'm always, I, I mean, I always encouraging kids to go play, play varsity in college, but I mean, I play club at SLU. I know, uh, both you and Charlie played at Mizzou and, um, I, I, I really think there's a lot to be learned, a lot of fun that can be had uh, playing club in college. Talk a little bit about uh, your experience playing at Mizzou and some of the things you learned and favorite memories from that time. Oh, absolutely. So, and Charlie, I don't know what it was like when you were there, but oh, me- hey, I'm going to let you talk first and then I might go on a 
I what? might go on a little. Uh, hey, a little go ahead. I, I'd love to know. So, okay. So when I got there, we have this new rec center. It's ginormous. It's so beautiful. And there's like six people on the team. And there were like $2,000 in debt with like this club sports thing. And I joined this thing super excited. I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? Like, this is a ginormous school, beautiful pool. I mean, we have everything. Like, what? What's wrong here? And I know for a fact all these kids that played with me in high school, you know, growing up, I'm like, and and they were there. So, I mean, it didn't take me long to like, my, by the end of my freshman year, I'm on the board by, you know, competing with the other five people on the team. And, and then after that, uh, by my junior and senior year, I was the president. And, you know, we had, you know, we put flyers up, we, we promoted it. And we had like 40 people showing up to like the first practice and we actually like had to make cuts, which was kind of insane. Um, but we got out of that debt. We got into great standing with like the club sports program. And then by my senior year there, you know, we were back in like the Missouri Valley conference, you know, playing SLU, playing Lindenwood, getting our butts kicked by those guys. I, I always called them the Monstars. They were like ridiculous. To <laughs> like it wasn't even fair. Like, you know, I mean, here we are practicing like twice a week. These dudes right. are doing like two a days and yeah. it was just, they were on another level, but it was still fun nonetheless. And then uh, Ray, I feel like you were there. Maybe I might be wrong, but like my senior year, we were able, it was a nightmare to try to set this thing up, but we, we put on a tournament at Mizzou did you come to that? Were you, were you part of the SLU team then? Um, I, I I did play in some tournaments in Mizzou. I'm not sure if I was at that one, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's been some good tournaments out of Mizzou. Yeah, we got to host out there, and it was like the first time that we had ever hosted in that, that new beautiful pool. And then uh, the best thing was we got, like, when Mizzou went to the SEC, that was when I was in at school there. You know, we were in the Big 12 my first couple of years, and then we moved to the SEC. We got invited out to um, Georgia and like Athens, Georgia, and we got invited to this big SEC tournament and, you know, we played Alabama and South Carolina. And so when we beat South Carolina, it looked really cool on the scoreboard because it said like, you know, Mizzou, whatever to like USC. So it looked like we beat USC um, water polo, which obviously, you know, not the case. But yeah, it was a really fun trip. So to anybody that, you know, like for me, I I was bummed that I didn't play like in, in a higher level, but at the same time, I still got a really great experience out of Mizzou and, and it kind of was what you make of it. So, yeah. All right. Block out about five or 10 minutes of the uh, podcast here, Ray and Brett. Uh, <laughs> so I think it was probably like uh, 2002. We, the, so we didn't have a club team at the time, like me and a buddy of mine, Grant Miller, who graduated from South Michael Kerber, who was a couple yeah. <laughs> years older than us, graduated from MICDS. And then Brendan Gates, who was also probably about two years older than us, he was a SLU grad. We all got together and we formed this, we formed the Tiger Water Polo Club. We didn't have the new, we had the old swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Kerber ended up building us like PVC pipe goals. <laughs> Don Casey donated old balls and caps to us. Nice. And like, and, and that was it. And I mean, we were good to go. And our first tournament, I'll tell two stories. Our first tournament was in Western Illinois. And Western Illinois had the, they had been winning the like Midwest zone region, whatever, for the past couple of years. Because they had all these Chicago kids. And yep. we waltzed in there on the first night of the tournament and played them and beat them. And they were pissed. <laughs> um, because I mean, we had really, I mean, we had, we had a lot of kids that were good. I mean, good St. Louis water polo players. Oh, yeah. 
really out of shape. But uh, we played them. Of course, they invited us to a party that night, you know, and we played them the next day and they beat us. And but I mean, like the, the travel was was fun. And then our second, big, oh, yeah. you know, we went to the end of the year. I don't know what it was called at the time. Collegiate water polo tournament to like qualify to go to nationals. And it was in Minnesota. And I mean, we just road tripped and we spent the night at some random person's aunt uncle's house. He fed us right. spaghetti. We were at the Mall of America. I mean, it was yep. like. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to think about that. And like, it was fun. And so that's what kind of my big thing for everybody is, uh, you know, even if you're not playing, you know, division one water polo that's practicing five days a week and stuff like there is definitely not just a polo, but a social and getting involved and meeting new people kind of aspect to it. Um, And so, you know, whether you're at Mizzou, whether you're at Illinois, whether you're at Minnesota, wherever there's a team, it's always worth it's always worth checking out and kind of reconnecting with your roots and stuff like that. So I, yeah. as you can tell, I remember my time. Finally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and, everybody uh, <laughs> that I talked to that did that, they were like, I mean, they still talk about that Georgia trip that we went right. on. It was cool. just so cool. Well, that's great. So, that's great. Yeah. Good. And yeah. I know I, I talked to one of my former players, Walker piles just the other day. And he was, uh, he was said he was in the water at practice and he said it was a little rough cause he hadn't been in the water in a while, but so <laughs> yeah. it sounds like it's still, it's still yeah. going on down there, which is awesome to hear. So I'm glad you kind of. It sounded like maybe it kind of, it kind of died out a little bit there, but kind of kicked yeah. the tires and got it back going, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Yep. So, yep. Let's talk about Oakville. Um, you were in the area. I'm assuming Coach Schoenfeld, since he knew you, did he reach mm-hmm. out to you specifically and say, "Hey," or were you already helping him out? Like, how did that all? How'd you land yeah. there? Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of done a couple like summer camps with him and, um, you know, like I said, I just really wanted to stay involved and, and I'll say this about our alumni. I mean, we have an incredible alumni base at Oakville. Like we do, we do an alumni game every year. And I mean, they, they come out in droves. We have like 30 plus come out every year and they're just so excited to stay connected. Like we've got a very active, like Facebook page, you know, that they all love to like comment on and, and watch. And, um, so it, it's, it's awesome. And so, like I said, we all keep in, in good touch. And so when the job came available, you know, I just, he gave me a buzz and, and then, like I said, I jumped all over it. So. Great. Great. So I, I know one thing you mentioned, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, uh, your goals for Oakville moving forward and, and water polo in South County overall. I mean, I know, um, South County is a strong, strong tradition with Melville and Oakville, Melville with, uh, some of those teams in the early '90s with Lance Clark, Ryan Sienvoss. I mean, yep. I know we, we talked legends. earlier. Those legends, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> legends of uh, yeah. Every once in a while, those guys show up to our alumni game, and they, they, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's fun. In 2007, I, I, I played on Slough High's team, and our, our best game of that year came against Oakville with, as you mentioned, Chris Duckworth, who's a phenomenal player, Joe Ewing, um, oh, yeah. some of those guys. So. Um, and obviously there's a number of Oakville grads who are coaches in the area. So, uh, just talk a little bit about uh, a long way of getting to your, your goals for the program in South County moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for Oakville, I think my goal is, you know, when I was in high school, like you had kind of mentioned, you know, we had Chris Duckworth here, 2007, and then it was like drop off, right? Like graduated all those seniors. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm starting as a sophomore and we're losing to slew 20 to nothing the next year, you know, and, and then, you know, a couple of years later, boom, right back up with with my class and then poof, drop off and then back up a little bit. And so I, I don't, I don't want our program to just be some flash in the pan. I mean, we've got numbers and that is like a huge part of this, I feel like. And so I think 
being able to capitalize on those numbers that we have. Uh, you know, these kids love the sport that I'm working with, which that is like to me the most important thing. Um, and and then the wins and all that will come. But I, I I want us to be a relevant program. You know, like year in year out. You know, like uh, maybe like some Parkway West people. You know, that, uh, are talking to. And no, but I, I I know it's a process. And and so like you know we're we're, we're still young. And and you know we talked about earlier with the whole with COVID last year. You know I've got a lot of seniors that here they are playing their first ever varsity game these past this past week. And so it's a process. Um, but I, I, I think we can be in a place where we can be competitive every year. You know, I, that's, that's really the goal, I think. And, and just so we're playing good water polo and, and we have a good, good reputation in the area for that. But um, as far as South County goes, uh, my goal is I personally want to bring back the Gators. I, I really think that's important. Um, I don't know if you guys are probably familiar with that. There was that, you know, that kind of an Oakville Melville club. Yeah. Um, I've got awesome support from, like I said, a lot of the alumni I work with. Um, and you know, the, the I think the demand is there. Um, uh, now I probably, I've, I've coached club the last two years in winter and I kind of want to get a little bit more experience before I like go to tackle my own club and, and bring that back. So that's kind of my goal is to work with a few other coaches and then, and then, but that is my long-term goal for the South County area. And I'm talking I want to get promote to those young kids in the South County area, get like some splash ball going because I mean, it's, it, it's just amazing when you start this sport young, where you can be when you're, you know, freshman and how big of a difference it makes when you, when you get them hooked at that younger age. So that's getting those, getting the Gators going is definitely the long, long term goal for me. But yeah, for right now, I'm just focusing on uh, my team and uh, we're just taking it a week at a time. Awesome. And one thing that uh, Oakville that we're already seeing this year is with is helping to grow girls water polo. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with girls and uh, your thoughts on coaching them? Yeah, um, I'm super excited about my girls team this year. Uh, and since I've gotten to Oakville, I mean, we've always had a pretty good like girls presence on our teams like over the years. But like when I <laughs> my first year coaching. I think we had 16 girls and we've been at like 15, 16 girls like every year. So my team is like 30 kids and I've got literally like half girls, half boys, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't have any seniors that are girls, so we're going to completely reload next year. Uh, but like the girls that I have, I mean, they're just so passionate about the sport. They love it. I mean, they're, they're like even the freshmen this year, it's fun to watch them. They're, they're just hooked. And, uh, you know, they play for the Lions, a lot of them, that the, the girls club, which so thankful for those guys and Rob and Mike and Abby and all those guys. And uh, like I said, they, they got all the things that you want, you know, in polo players. Um, so really excited for my girls team this year. And, and I'm hoping we're going to have this like state tournament, you know, which I think is going to be so cool because I've always said, especially to the other coaches that have those girls teams, I think if we build this, they will come. You know, I, I know you guys were talking to Rob last week and he threw out the numbers of how many girls are out there on those on, on these swim teams. And, uh, you know, I look at all these 30, 40 plus girls swim teams, you know, and, and then they have like two girls on the water polo team. And it's like I just think if we have that girls state championship and we make a big deal about it this year, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you see the number go from five schools to 10 schools to, you know, it could, it could go from there. It's just going to explode. Like kind of the girls wrestling did when they gave them their own state championship. So yeah, 
Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. One other cool thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was uh, awesome on social media, you, you often throw some uh, cool stuff out on the Oakville Twitter feed, uh, was uh, last week a treading drill with the cha-cha slide, which uh, <laughs> kind of went viral. You got multiple uh, likes and retweets from USA Water Polo and multiple yep. uh, current Olympians. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, let's see. I mean, the idea kind of popped into my head. I'd seen it from one of my like coworkers, daughters like volleyball team they were like warming up to it and i was just like oh that that's a fun idea and then kind of put that in the back burner and just it kind of came back to me this year and i was like oh man that'd be fun we should totally do that and uh just kind of you know added some water polo moves like the kids helped me like decide them you know and and then we uh i, mean, I tell you it's actually a pretty good workout so uh charlie for your uh, big old crew over at parkway All west right. man if you want if you want to have some fun it's it's a good time but uh, yeah, we posted that on on social media, and it just went it went off. And it's been I was telling Ray it, it's been fun the last couple of years because uh, like pretty much every year I've been at Oakville, like we've we've gotten to do something like really cool or had some sort of interaction with USA Water Polo. Like I, I think you guys remember like three years ago we had like the um, uh, rock paper scissors with Melville, and like we posted that, and USA Water Polo retweeted it, and we have like. Tony Acevedo retweeting it and Merrill Moses and the kids are just loving it. They think it's so cool. Um, so it, it's been fun. And then last year we, we, we got Tony Acevedo to jump on our like virtual practices during COVID. And it was, I mean, it was, it's, it's been, it's been a fun ride. So, yeah. Good. All right. Uh, so tell us about your team this year. It sounded like you had, you mentioned you have numbers, I mean, which is good. So yeah. how many kids you got? What's our record? Uh, who we played any teams that you've, you know, impressed with that you played so far? Or? Definitely. Um, I've got about 30 kids, a uh, lot of newer folks on the team, which, you know, I, is super exciting. So, you know, it's a process and, and we, we know we got, we got a ways to go, but like, I think we definitely have all the pieces is what I keep telling them. I'm like, we've got the pieces. So, uh, last week was first week of games. We played Melville. We won there. We played Paddenville, got another win. And then, uh, we played Kirkwood who was, you know, a very challenging opponent. And, and I got to work with a lot of those kids coaching Daisy over the winter and gateway the year before at Kirkwood. And, you know, I, I love those kids. They're great. They've, they've, uh, they've put in a lot of work, man, that team. And I'm really excited to see where they're going to go this year. Cause I know, I don't think Kirk was ever won a state championship. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can, uh, make a run at it this year. But yeah, we got to play them on Thursday this past Thursday and was very impressed with them. Rob's doing an awesome job with them. Uh, you know, their defense looked great. Um, so it was, it was really a good experience for my kids because I think it showed them, you know, like, this is where we want to go as a program. And, and it was a, a lot of good takeaways from that game that we can work on and hopefully build towards that. Cause I, I really, like I said, I, I think with the crew that I have, the numbers I have, we can get there. So, okay. All right. And are you guys on spring break right now? We are. Yeah. We're okay. still practicing. Um, we're, we're pretty much on every day. I, I asked the kids, I was like, you know, I, I know some schools are kind of taking it off or, you know, doing whatever. I said, I'm, I'm kind of willing to work with you on whatever. They're like, keep the pool open, man. Let's keep working at it. So, you know, we had like 20 of the 30 there today and, and we got after it. And, you know, they're, they, like I said, they're a very passionate group and they want to get better. They're hungry. So. Great. Cool. All right. Uh, well, uh, sounds like it's a pretty positive outlook to me. So that's exciting to hear. Definitely. Um, 
Ray, you got anything you want to add? I do not. Okay. Well, that's about it here, Coach. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you poolside. This is Charlie. This is Ray. And we are done. <laughs>